Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Jimmy, happy birthday. Thanks, man. How you feel? I feel young. Mm. I feel young. Yeah. Man, well, you woke up in your own bed, right? Look at that. Yeah, woke up in my own bed. Good for you got you. big plans? Huh? You got big plans? No, man. No. Might have a, might have a bath. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's come to for you bachelors i've got a i got a bath bomb candles <laughs> okay that's how we're going to start off the pod who has had a bath in the last when was the last time you had a bath i had one like two days ago oh god you it's are fancy you're so fucking fancy now i don't know what's happened to you charms <laughs> you used to be like you used to be like guys one of those old rugged men <laughs> And now the fucking slicked hair. The slicked hair is just the working yeah. out, shakes, baths, doing your nails. Built a pie empire. You make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy drinking a little cappuccino, <laughs> a espresso. Look at that. I had a I had a bath the other day because I haven't got a shower curtain, so I got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Can you Yours was in a, in a bathtub. Yours Can was in a laundry a sink. Six to five inch Craig in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, shaving That's his really legs. <laughs> yeah, it's a sight. A sight, all right. I'm sure. Do you have like one leg hanging out, one leg in, and just? Well, I got to go like halfway up the shower wall. If I slide down and I get my body in and my legs are way up the, I can actually, <laughs> I can actually adjust the shower head <laughs> with my feet. Giraffe in a phone booth. It goes that uh, far under with a little snorkel. Yeah. <laughs> it sits under the water. I just find baths like so incredibly relaxing. It's not about getting clean. You shower to get clean, but just to relax and, and mm. you know, ease the old sore muscles. Well, you know, how, you know how we always have, say, Craig doesn't have any enemies. 
if he did, I'd hate to be his hitman trying to get him in the back of the trunk once he's dead. You'd have to <laughs> fold him up and yeah. cut off an arm. and You'd have to break some bones, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, it, it would be a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my it God. It would be a nightmare for the guy that's got to get rid of his body. Oh, geez. I would be like carrying a baby giraffe. Like, how do you move him? No, what you do, though, is, is you break the joints at the joints right. so you can right. fold the legs back on themselves. Charm, this wow, is done this before. Have you yeah. Charmed? This is you and your pies. Your chicken balti gets like oh, full sweetie chickens. Todd over here. Yeah. yeah. I might end up in the pies. Hey, listen, that might be a, uh, a good promo. Yeah. That's or a great way pie. to get rid of a body. Yeah. Bit by bit. <laughs> good games this weekend, eh, boys? Oof. Oh. It's getting interesting, yes. isn't it? Really interesting. Where should we start? Should we start with Arsenal beating Newcastle? That wow. was a big match, wasn't it? Yeah. Bit of a statement game for for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And good for them. Good for them. I, I agree. They they said that they actually rewatched the the documentary All or Nothing from from last year, uh, the episode where they lost to Newcastle down the stretch, and used it as motivation, and because they had to kind of relive how they felt at that moment. And I thought that's that's some pretty clever management, that is, because you can all say, oh, remember last year, boys, this fixture and how it kind of derailed our our campaign? And he said, yeah, yeah, we remember Gaff. But when you actually see it on a documentary and you really see the emotions of that episode, I'm sure, Craig, it had some some genuine effect on them. Well, you're always looking as a coach to different ways to inspire your team. And you, one thing you don't want to do is become boring and repetitive. So... Yeah, it doesn't surprise me they'd use something like that, something different in a big match where you know things have been starting to slide for them a little bit, titles slipping away from them one step at a time. But they, uh, yeah, it was a statement, future statement. I'll tell you what, Odegaard's a pretty tasty player, isn't he, Jimmy? That guy is special. Yeah, he's ridiculous, isn't he? What a footballer he is. He just seems to be getting better and better and better every time you watch him. Yeah, it yeah, seems so he's like... come to Arsenal. He's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's just been the perfect fit, right? He came to Real Madrid at, what, 14 years of age, remember, as, as the next big thing and way too much pressure mm-hmm. on the kid. And it didn't really work out. Had his moments, but didn't work out. And then, then clearly the player is still within. And he just has come there. And not just the, his play, but he's become the leader of that team. Yeah. A quiet I, leader. How, how do you think Declan Rice would fit in? If they get him in the offseason. Leave, leave Declan Rice alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's leaving your hammers, buddy. Oh, he's leaving for sure. He is gone. He would fit what? perfectly in that team. I think what that's probably pro, the fit, the isn't it? Yeah. That's the fit. Will that get them just over the edge? They're going to have to do something big, aren't they? Because no, the other teams aren't getting any worse, aren't spending yeah. any less. And this is a moment, this young Arsenal team. That this this year may have come a bit too soon for them, but mm. you know <laughs> the preseason expectations that they've blown those out of the water already. And listen, they still could win. I mean, let's not dismiss them just yet. It's unlikely. I can't see City blowing it, but I mean, there are stranger things have happened. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty confident, eh? Well, not not hard to be confident with that team, is there? Like. How'd you? Aladici did okay against them. Right? He sure did. That's, a, that's like a win losing only by one goal at City. 
They came close too, didn't they? I know I I mm. had um that was my bet last week, remember? And everyone laughed at me. I said, listen, those odds a win or tie for for Leeds was like plus four fifty. And it obviously it didn't really make any sense given the history, but in the end that draw wasn't too far off. We'll get to that game in, in a little bit. I want to get to the whole penalty situation. But uh, back to the Arsenal game. Yeah, so Arsenal, great. Newcastle too. I mean, listen, a bit of a, a wake-up call perhaps. You know, everything's gone really well for them this year. I haven't faced too much adversity. Maybe they needed this. But now they're very much, you know, in, in a battle for fourth place as well. With, with Liverpool not too far away now. Oh, here we go. There we go. <laughs> You're in Liverpool. Like I said to you in the dark web, birthday boy, look at the table. It's not... Impossible. It's one no, it's point from fourth. Now, we can go over who's playing whom. Let me uh, fire up some some uh, information here because I didn't do it beforehand because I just jumped in this late. And all this so, is really possible because of that man new result yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Newcastle result, right? So right now it's uh, right. race for fourth place, all right? It's between Newcastle, United, Liverpool, Spurs is done. Is it fair to say? So right now, Liverpool on fifth on 62 points, a point back of United, uh, three points back of Newcastle. Both those teams have played one less game. So that's huge. Spurs on 57 points, 35 games. So for the time being, let's remove Spurs. Brighton have three games in hand on 55 points, right? So let's include them in there as well. Yeah, say they get six points. Yeah. Who, Brighton? Yeah, for the I, next. For the you know, games, you but. know what it's like when you got games in hand at the end of the season. They're hard. They are hard to pick up points. It's too much coming at you. Is that what it is? That's a good point. Yeah, because the, yeah. their schedule is so condensed. It's so condensed. They're knackered. End of the season. It is difficult to pick up the points now. Mm-hmm. Well, Liverpool's last three games. Um, they're at Leicester next up. Then they host Aston Villa, who are slipping a little bit right now. And then they travel to Southampton. They're three really winnable games with complete respect to Aston Villa, who have been brilliant. And listen, they could t- take that, but it's at Anfield. All right? So that's not a bad end to the season, is it, for them? Um, United's no. last four games, they have, uh, they're hosting Wolves this weekend. Yeah. Then they're at Bournemouth. Then they host Chelsea, who actually yeah. won this weekend. And then they close out hosting Fulham. I think they got the better schedule. You think so? Yeah. Well, Wolves, okay, they'll take that, I would think. Bournemouth, yeah. listen. Brave man dismisses Bournemouth right now at Bournemouth. Although Chelsea handled them, okay? Bournemouth are better on the road. Yeah. Newcastle's run-in is... Uh, so, okay, they, uh, they're at Leeds this weekend. Then they play Brighton. Woo, biggie. And then it's Leicester, and then they close out the season against Chelsea. Yeah. There's still some something to drop here, I think. I, I If I'm a better man, I'm still saying it's Newcastle and United finishing top four. But Liverpool are playing much better football right now. You're dying for them to get in, aren't dying, you? Dying, Jimmy. Dying. <laughs> I want Declan Rice on that team. <laughs> I'm not sure they'll get him without Champions League football this year. Because, you know. I mean, if I let him, Craig, the Declan Rice, right? He, he's been a soldier, loyal warrior with West Ham, not playing in the Champions League, although clearly a Champions League quality player. When mm-hmm. he does leave that club, which is 
likely this summer. It has to be for a team in the Champions League, does it not? Yes. Yes. I would, I would, I would expect so, but I mean, you know, who who knows? But the, the ones also that can afford them are in the Champions League spots pretty much. Mm-hmm. What you're going to get with Declan Rice is what you see. You know, the guy's an exceptional player uh, on the field and off the field. He's an exceptional professional. He just gets it. I mean, yeah. he is absolutely adored by West Ham fans. It's going to be crushing for them, but I think most people expect him to leave. But if you saw what he did on the weekend, there was just this moment where this young fan that just... He's just so natural with it and just really made a moment for that kid that was will last his entire life. I mean, it didn't take an awful lot, but you saw that, right? It was oh, just, he's just incredible. brilliant. Yeah. It's like his, his, yeah. his son. What did he yeah. do? What did he do? I didn't see it. He was walking down the track uh, and he had two phones in his hand and he was kind of chatting to somebody and there was a boy standing there, young boy, I don't know, nine, 10 years of age. And he was actually in tears, the boy, and, Declan caught him and he said, "Hey, like, how you doing? What are you, what are you doing?" And he kind of put his hands out and gave him a couple low fives, like Wonger. And uh, <laughs> he said, he, and he said that "Man loves you? a high five. Yeah, he does." So he said, "Why are you crying?" And he's like, I, "I don't know. I don't know." And he said, "Come here, come here." And he gave him a hug and gave him his shirts and and uh, just a really, really authentic moment. I thought it was really yeah, natural. Really yeah, nice. that stuff goes a long way, right? It's unbelievable and, and you compare how it to the it Leeds does, players yeah. last week, and they kind of ignored the fans. Now the other thing is play more to it than just that. The cameras caught them maybe at a bad time, but those moments mm-hmm. are really important. We've seen James Milner do it as well, right? With fans and mm-hmm. cameras happen to be there, and because the cynic in India says, "Well, maybe it's kind of staged," but I, I think this is pretty authentic. Yeah. yeah. And without those fans in the future, is there, there is no football. We saw what it was like during the pandemic with empty stadiums. It doesn't matter how good the football is. You, you need, they're all part of the, you know, the fabric of football, the fans. And yeah. there's nothing, nothing like it. That's why it bothers me when you see players that just ignore the fans and, and don't pay attention to them because the fans make football, don't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty day, straightforward. You're a guy that's you're you're entertaining. You're, you're just playing a sport that you love, and and when you look back at your career, you know the the best moments that you have are those big games where the fans and the stadium it's electric, and they make those occasions that you're you're playing in, and it's important that you do pay attention to the fans and and take that that few minutes away and go say hello. It's so true, right? And I think it is lost quite a lot, that whole point, is that really, without the fans, there is no football. You're just playing in a park with your mates, yeah, right, for nothing. The fans really are the most important part of sport, professional mm-hmm. sport. So to dismiss them is so arrogant. Yeah. You know, it makes me sick. You guys were always uh, open with the fans, like coming off the pitch, high-fiving, low-fiving, handing out shirts. <laughs> Was that something you yeah, made no, a point always. to do? Always, always take the time to, to go say hello and, you know, through the hard times and the bad times, the fans are always there with you and it's important you, you acknowledge them. It, it, it's it, not it much unlike a podcast, is it really? Without the listeners, we're just four idiots <laughs> shooting the shit. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> it's exactly it's the same thing and <laughs> you're spot on because that's exactly what we are. It's four idiots. You mean people listen to this? Well, apparently. 
Craig, Craig's lying on his couch all the time. This is, this is our, we're his therapist right now. Yeah. Yeah. He you talk about, when we talk about, we talk, sorry, we, we talk about fans and, and, uh, interesting. I listened to, I think it was Ashton at, at Ipswich town football director. And he says, you know, when he's signing these players, he goes, I walk them around the field and I talk about the history of Ipswich town and, and also, about community and if it doesn't matter how good that player is if he's not willing to be part of the community and go you know to fan dinners and you know these different social events things like that you're not we're not interested in signing you because those small towns and you see what's happening at Wrexham too with Ryan Reynolds and them is that if you can get a get a feel for that town and really get them galvanized behind you you got yourself uh, you know lightning in a bottle yeah, but you need the players to play that part too. And uh, to make that a mandatory thing when you make a signing, I think is really, really interesting and, and important for a club like Ipswich Town. Yeah, those fan events, you know, you get them a lot in, in football, don't you? Mm. Where you have those town halls and it's the, the manager and maybe the owner and it just gives the, the fans that platform. I don't know if you get it so much in North America. No, I don't think so. I mean, every little, I mean, Jimmy, remember a little, every little town around Bristol, wherever you played or Southampton, they'd all have their supporters groups and they'd all have their dinners. And there's literally dozens of them. Right. So you try to spread them around the players a little bit to, to go in. Sometimes you don't want to go and, you know, yeah, it can be pretty to... awkward, right? You see some of this footage and like a team with us that's going down the shitter. Really awkward. The passion and the emotion in those fans. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Yeah, it's easier to go when you're winning. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. We should do a town hall for the podcast, Wonga. We should get a, get a bar and get them out, and, and they can just bombard us with questions about what we're doing wrong. Yeah, I like that Ask Me Anything, those AMAs. Yeah. We can deep dive into all of our personal psyches. <laughs> no, we're opening, up, we're opening up some doors there, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonger, I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> Take you the fifth. Yeah. People just find out how crazy I am. <laughs> I think they know. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham, uh, they, they've had some tough times this year, but it does seem that they've actually kind of dug themselves out of the hole now with a big win over Manchester United. Mm-hmm. 1-0, which, as mentioned, throws the top four race into just absolute craziness but for West Ham they're good now right Craig they're they're safe safe absolutely safe don't need another point 37 points that should do it seven up yeah there's seven up on uh, on the the other teams fighting for that bottom yeah all those teams below them they're all picking up seven points or whatever so they're they're absolutely fine I was concerned because I didn't see them really getting anything there they haven't played really particularly well um then they got, uh, I know they have Leeds coming up as well with Allardyce returning there. So that, you know, it was, it was kind of scary. So it was very fortunate or not fortunate, but very good result for them. Yeah. Stuck with their manager. Yeah. People were asking him, get, trying to get Moyes fired. And it'll be interesting to see if he's next there next year. Um, if they but, go to the conference league, does he stay? Well, I think there's a good chance he stays anyway. Hmm. Um, but we'll see. It'll be, it'll be interesting. A big yeah, I don't think the conference up. conference league. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's they're in a good position now to really attack that conference league, whatever it means. Yeah, yeah, but are they? Do you think they're going to keep up? I don't think they want to go through another season like they went through this year. 
No, but they, they certainly need some bodies. They need a striker. Yeah. Scamacco yeah. is a $40 million failure. Well, they're going to sell Rice for 100 mil. They're going to have a lot of money floating around, right? Well, you make a couple of mistakes like they did with Scamacca, and then you, you've lost it. But then it takes time. I mean, Moyes is saying uh, Paqueta is finally finding himself now. Take, Fuck take about time. Yeah, I know. He is freaking the worst Brazilian ever to play in the Premier League. I just don't get like <laughs> the, the, he makes one little flick in there, just like he's all flicky flacky. He hasn't got pace. They want to attack on a counter attack, and he and he slows them down. <laughs> what's, what's a flicky flacky? Flicky flacky. Isn't that like a Teletubby? Hey, flicky flacky. <laughs> hey, stop that flicky flacky stuff. Yeah, you know they're all flicky flacky, like freaking hell. That's like an old freaking grizzled old manager who's been introduced to, to Pet Guardiola football. All oh, oh, that flicky flacky nonsense. We don't want any of that. Flicky flacky <laughs> shite. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I bet you that is something that David Moyes would say. Oh, that flicky flacky shite. Yeah. Uh, no, well, he likes him. He likes him. I'm going to, I'm going to start so using that. That's, that's going to be like the, the old bounce back ability. <laughs> yeah Ian Dowie yeah yeah flicky yeah. flicky don't forget that I remember old Bobby Ferguson from up in Newcastle area originally to Jordy and he's just all the southerners you know they like to have their shorts all cranked up and show their legs and they're all flicky flacky and big time Charlies and they just hated it you know, he was such a working <laughs> class guy he's just like this champagne Charlies <laughs> <laughs> What is David De Gea? Is he a champagne Charlie? I mean, another bad mistake. Mm. He can be. This is the most enigmatic goalkeeper in the Prem, right? He can be absolutely brilliant one week, and then he does that, just lets it dribble through. Remember, he made that mistake in Europe a few weeks ago, and I was saying that you know he needs to go through a spell, a long spell, without making any mistakes. Otherwise, they start to accumulate, and people can remember the last one, and they start to bring that up and question him. Um, and rightly so. I mean, he's the highest-paid goalkeeper in the league. I would have, ex- I would think. What's a new contract? Do you, would you would you re-sign him, Jimmy? No, he wouldn't. No, he's been there a long time. I get somebody new. I got he's no problem with that. Yeah, uh, he's cost some points, but generally speaking, he's been, I don't know, player of the year several times. He's, he's been a consistent performer over the time, and I don't think that that's going to change unless you just feel that he needs an absolute change of scenery and sort of the club. But from that other standpoint, I, I think he's got several good years in him. And when he first went to Man United, I was, I questioned that. I, I, I wasn't sure that that was the right move at the time. He proved me wrong and I'll say that, but I think it's also, he's in a position where I don't think it's necessary to, to change things around as Man United develops. So we'll, you know, the team will get better and he'll just consistently play well. He's, he hasn't turned into a bad goalkeeper overnight. Is United just choking a bit here? I mean, they, they drop in points, two straight losses. Um, obviously, they got the FA Cup to think about, um, top four football to think about. But since they lost to Sevilla, it seems, in the Europa League, their, their form has just slipped. Or were they outperforming themselves for, for most of the season? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, they, I don't know if they're outperforming themselves, but Tannehag had things going pretty well. And, and uh, they're having a little bit of a tougher time right at the moment. But again, this is a tough league. They're up against tough teams. West Ham, you know, fighting its relegation and international players throughout that team. 
throughout the league. It's it's really hard to be consistent winners in that league. It's a real shame, that's for sure. Now I'm looking at some of those really awful results for Liverpool earlier in the season, thinking, my God, if only, if only, you know, you didn't put that awful patch in, perhaps you'd be very much in top four contention right now. Um, Man City beat Leeds 2-1, as mentioned there. Uh, Ilke Gundogan with two goals. Now, did you see they won a penalty in in this one? And Haaland, who's the, the, the penalty taker, Look for Gundian and said, "Hey, you take it. Go for the hat trick." And of course, he gets denied. And Pep was pissed. He was not happy about it. A two nil this was. And then back come Leeds, make it two one, a lot tighter. Jimmy, you know we, we've been over this whole penalty situation before. I mean, do you get Pep's anger in this case, or do you have to trust the players? Holland would have scored that. He's, he does, but yeah. his mate was on a hat trick. What's more important here? Uh, as as Pep said. This is a business, not a situation where we cannot forget it. Well, I think when you're up 2-0 and you're Man City, and I get it when the players are like, come on, because that's, I think it also shows the confidence that they have, right? Where they're going, ah, you're on your hat trick, go, go, go get it. Um, but I think if it was in a different situation where the team's fighting for relegation, whatever, I think that individual that you know regularly, regularly takes it, We'll take it, but I just think because of the because it is Man City, it's the the team that's full of confidence right now. Who look like they're going to win a, a title? Um, they don't feel like they're going to get beaten. What are they? What are they now? Sixteen games unbeaten, eighteen games or something that. like that. Nineteen yeah. twenty now, isn't it? I think overall twenty games unbeaten. Uh, I think they don't Pep feel is like send, sending lose. a message though there because Holland is a penalty taker. He was supposed to be it. He had designated him quite clearly. Yeah, and he's basically sending a message that the small little things matter, and even though you might be confident he's going for his hat trick, whatever doesn't matter. Yeah, we need to right. be thinking about this moving forward. That those small little things could end up costing us a title. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty as well. Because if he had banged it in, I'm sure Pep would have been quite happy. But yeah, precisely. It was good seeing Big Sam on the sidelines, wasn't it? Do you enjoy that? Hmm. He hasn't changed, yeah. has he? Not Still at all. Still chewing that big water gum. <laughs> it's the same one he had at Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's his lucky like wad. <laughs> <laughs> just puts it in the fridge at night. <laughs> I think he's got a name for it. Take <laughs> <laughs> gummy. Yeah. yeah he, no, one chews, no one chews quite like him, do they? Like that's a man like with, on a mission. He knows what he's doing with that gum. Oh. Well, he's got jowls. Like I think he yeah, he probably can't it. find it in there after he's you know, like it's there's about three or four different other ones from years past. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's got some jawline though, eh? Jammed up behind a molar. Ah, oh, yeah. I remember you. Oh. Can you imagine if he played trumpet? <laughs> oh yeah, great cheeks. <laughs> No, nah, it's good to see him back. I wonder how long it'll last. We'll, we'll see. Who's Leeds Three games. Next? Three games and uh, Leeds right now. They're still outside the drop zone, right? But they play one more than Forest. Because three games. I think they got three New- New- Newcastle next, I think. Yeah. Was that? I think uh, they got Newcastle. Let's see. So, for, uh, sorry, Forest here. Where are we? Leeds are running is as follows. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they got the hosting Newcastle. On Saturday, 
and then they're uh, at West Ham, and then they're hosting Spurs. That is not easy. No, that is not easy. No, but they got the edge right now. Now, um, what is it? Three teams and thirty points. Leicester, Leeds, and Forest. Oh my! Somebody's getting relegated on goal differential. My two old clubs are playing today. Yep, big big day. Actually, this is a, one of those uh, maybe maybe one of those defining days of the season, right? Fulham play Leicester, Brighton, Everton, Forest, Southampton. You got to win that game, right? It's a must win for Forest, right, Jimmy? Must win. They have to get three points today. Nothing else. If they don't get three points today, they're in trouble. This is the big one for them. Well, I think they're in trouble anyway. Well, they're, no, they're really in trouble. in trouble if they don't get three points. <laughs> well that would put them uh 30 points would would take them well i mean even that would take them outside the the drop zone for the time being anyway it leads leads down there obviously so even a draw gets them outside the drop zone yeah every every point's a prisoner Mm -hmm. it's amazing right one two of two of leicester leeds forest and everton going down this year but they're big clubs I don't no, care about the, the history of the past, you know, recent past, Forest being promoted club. They are four big clubs, and two of them are in the league championship next year. League championship, just littered with former Premier League clubs. So is League One. <laughs> yes, so is League One, yeah. I think there's only two teams in the championship out of the 24 teams that have never been in the Premier League. I think that's it. Is it just two, really? Well, I think so. Well, Malaga, I saw in Spain, Malaga got relegated to the third tier this weekend in Spain. And just five years ago, they were Champions League football in Spain. And now they're going to be playing against Real Madrid and Barcelona's reserves in the third division of Spanish football. That is how quickly it can happen. It's within five years. Good place to party, though. Is it, Malaga? Yeah? Yeah. Got some stories? Uh, I can't remember anything, but I think it was fun. You spent you spend a week there one night, didn't you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chelsea won. Hey, Chelsea won. How about that? Ah, they're safe. Finally. He's turned it yeah. around. It took a while. But yeah, Frank yeah. is back. <laughs> Frank's back. <laughs> <laughs> you got a feel uh, for it. I'm not sure if you saw the, the highlights of this one. Did you see the, the penalty call? Um, with mm. the silver fouling Slanky that wasn't given. It's just ridiculous. How How is that missed? I didn't see it. it oh, have a look at it later. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense how that was missed. It was so blatant with the replays. Not at full speed, obviously, but they have a thing called VAR. And if you're going to freaking use it, use it properly, right? So Bournemouth have a right to be upset there. But still, good for Chelsea. Getting three points. First time under Frank Lampard. First points under Frank Lampard as well. Um, there's rumors this morning that Todd Bowley's going to be at it again this summer. He wants Neymar. 31-year-old Neymar, who's leaving PSG. You, you, you really wonder, don't you? He can't get him. He can't get him, and I'll tell you why. He's still rolling. He's rolling down the street. <laughs> they can't put his hands on him. Can't catch him? Can't catch no. him, even with his cast on or whatever he's got. Do you know what? Forrest and I, we, we had this discussion. Was it yesterday? About Neymar. And we said, if you were at a club right now, would you touch him? I don't think I would take Neymar. No, I wouldn't. He, too much no. baggage. Yeah. I mean, listen, 
we know what he is as a footballer, right? He's he's one of the best in the world. He's one of the best of his generation. He's incredible. At the time, he was the best player in world football. But he's 31. He's breaking down a bit now. All the crap that comes with him. Yeah. Why, why, why would you? But it's Todd Bowley. It's Chelsea. That's what they do. They just like the big, shiny, glitzy things, right? Yeah. Like they're just throwing money at it until it works. Yeah. And wouldn't you get a manager in place first and then say, hey, would you like this player? Because that is important, right? It's so important. If you're going to spend a ton of money on a manager, which they're going to do, this guy's going to make north of 10 mil a year, Pochettino, whoever it's going to be. Surely you need to have players that suit his style of football. And as I remember, when he was at PSG, it didn't work out too well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's a short term. It would be a short term thing too. Like you say, I don't think he's the baggage and everything he brings along with it and the cost of him. Um, I don't see, I just don't see that being a really good fix for them. But Jimmy, as a manager, there is that side that that seduction too, right? Of what he can do if he's motivated, if he's healthy, what he can do in a football pitch, right? That has to also at some point kind of lure you in a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah. I Would you have taken Neymar at York? Let's ask you that question. I, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, of course he yeah. would. I don't think he's coming for. He he wouldn't take a freaking corner for the amount of money there to be getting there. <laughs> yeah, hey, we can give you, you know, we can push it, give you sixty six thousand dollars this season. Yeah, for the corner, sure. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, for the season. For yeah. the season. I think. I think with with Neymar though, you you don't know what you're going to get and. Could he survive in the Premier League? That's the other big question. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think that's a league for him. Well, you're a man of predictions, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, tell us about that, about the physicality. You always hear about the physicality of the Prem. I say it all the time. I don't really know what that means. I haven't played in it. Like, What is the difference of the Prem, Jimmy, compared to our other leagues when you talk about the physicality? It's fast. It's aggressive. It's fast. I think that's what's really changed about as fast. The physicality side of things is is not like it used to be, no question. But I think it's just the intensity of playing week in, week out against teams at the bottom. They can take it easy in France against. You can take it easy in Spain against. Germany, same thing, right? The top teams are crushing these guys. In the Premier League, it's just intense. Everybody can beat anybody on any given day. Yeah. So So you bring that into it as well. It's like it's really difficult. But saying that, like they always said, oh, wonder if Messi could do it. What he could do? Well, his record against English teams in the Champions League is frightening. <laughs> he said nothing but awesome. score against English teams. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, and, and the climate was also a, a big part too, right? I mean, it is miserable for much of the season, right? And I, I know it's the winter in Spain as well, in France too, and it's not always beautiful weather. I, I get that. But north of England is pretty freaking awful in, in February, isn't it? And if you're not used to that climate, I'm sure it's, it's an adjustment, isn't it? Maybe you go to Saudi Arabia like all the rest of them for $400 million. I could see him doing that for sure. I could yeah. see him doing that too. Except the PSG is owned by the Qataris, so I don't know. They wouldn't be too happy. Yeah, but he's leaving regardless, right, isn't he? I think. Yeah. Have two of their Qatari players, Messi and Yeah, going Neymar. to Saudi Yeah, right. Yeah, I was ready. just reading. He said, I couldn't miss my holiday, Messi said, or miss g- going this time. Do we know why he went? 
Yeah, it was for a commercial deal with um, Saudi Arabian Tourism Board. He's got oh, a deal there. And so it was some kind of appearance. Oh, that's, that's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he, and he thought it was a day off. He was a, I think maybe it was a day off originally, and then they changed it. For generational wealth, it's important. That's what yeah. it's important for. And I he apologized, though. He's money. back training today, right? He's training yeah. again today. So Two-week yeah, suspension, no pay, though, it said? Oh. I know. It doesn't matter. He should. They should give that to Footy Prime. We'll talk mm. about PSG for the rest of our lives. Every show. <laughs> <laughs> for generational wealth, we'll talk about anything That's you want. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go visit Saudi. Have you ever been there? No? No, no, but it's... It's a great, it's great place. Beautiful. Oh, this there time of year is beautiful. Beautiful. You know the what? Whitest and of sand. And they're willing to pay, they're willing to pay Messi literally four hundred million dollars, not for his football and his skills, for his reach. Yeah, for his they, want the, they want the World Cup. They want the World Cup in twenty thirty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to become uh, a lot of people. We mentioned it before, but a lot of people might not know this. But we ranked number one in Qatar for a while. And Craig and I were chatting, and I and I am sure they were listening to us to see what our spin on Qatar hosting the World Cup was like. So we'll be ranking high up if Saudi Arabia <laughs> tries to get the World Cup. I mean, I'd say it's the most preposterous idea ever, a World Cup going to Saudi Arabia, if not for FIFA. Mm. Now I can absolutely see it happening. <laughs> What? Are you, sh- are you kidding? Of course. They went to Qatar. It's just, yeah. it's just like... No, no. They don't really years care ago, about politics, do they? 17,000 people live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spurs beat Palace 1-0. Harry Kane. How, how many goals would Harry Kane score at Man City if he was there this year instead of Haaland? I think he'd be right up there. Don't 25. You think? 25? Yeah. No, 15, 10 less than, than uh, Haaland? Yeah, because uh, Holland's going to lead the line. But if Holland wasn't there, though, so so say they signed Kane, what was it, two years ago before, right? Let's not get into too yeah. many specifics here. Harry Kane does everything really well. And he's he's 26 goals in the league this year on a terrible, well, a terrible Spurs team in in comparison to perhaps where they should be. Uh, not a great Spurs team with some big issues there. 26 league goals. He's been brilliant. Does it all, drops back. Great passer of the ball. More complete player than Haaland, fair to say. More complete. I'm not saying you'd have him over Haaland, but he's a more complete player. Well, because he's experienced. He's got more experience than what Haaland does. Haaland, Haaland would be a better player in the end than what Kane is, I think. But at the moment... He's 22 and he's broke the yeah. Premier League all-time record. Yeah. Yeah, but he's one-dimensional, Craig. <laughs> yeah, he scores goals. <laughs> Yeah, in all sorts of different ways. <laughs> he just overtook Wayne Rooney in the uh, the chase for Shearer. Sorry, Kane. This is not Haaland. That'll be next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's I mean that's a big that's a big deal, right? Rooney, dominant force, one of the greats, because he won championships. That's why if Rooney was playing at a at Spurs with all those numbers. He would still be underrated. I think Kane is so enormously underrated, despite being England captain, despite, you know, he does get accolades. People love him. But without the trophies, there's something missing there, which is why he's going to leave this this summer. But he's what? He's 20. Is he 20, 28, 29, Harry Kane? He's not a kid, right? No. 
Let's see what he is. And remember uh, covering him when he was a kid. Remember all the Europa Leagues he was 29. in part of. Yeah. yeah, that's right, Europa. Yeah, so twenty nine. Now he's never known for his speed, his pace, right? So he may be you know able to contain continue this for a while longer. Where's what it going to end up, Man U? I, th- I think Matt. Well, but they want Osman too, right? From Napoli. That's mm. being talked about right now. I think, I mean, because osman has got youth on his side, but Kane's proven to have scored in the Premier League every single year. Exactly. I think they, they need someone like Kane. Yeah. Who you know is going to score goals in this league. Yeah. I'm He's got with you. three really good years left at least. And you look at the United team right now, midfield, like it's not, it's not aging, but Fernandez isn't a kid, right? Key, key player. You look at the back, they're veterans. So you're in this window right now, I think, for United with this current kind of, they're going to make some changes mm-hmm. this summer, obviously, but you're in this window where they need to go for trophies and Kane is the proven commodity, isn't he? Be an interesting summer, that's for sure. Speaking of the records, uh, Liverpool beat Brentford 1-0. Mo Salah has equaled Steven Gerrard for the fifth all-time goal scorer. He scored nine, scored in nine straight home games, beating Luis Suarez in his record. Oh, or tying wow. Suarez, one of the two. Regardless, I was, I was asked this question recently, you know, Suarez or Salah, who, who was the, the bigger legend at Liverpool? And there's no doubt in my mind it's Salah now. He's been there longer for starters. And what he's doing, another 30-goal season for Mo Salah in all competitions. Yeah. On a I year think, where he apparently wasn't playing well, apparently. I think Salah's got more bite in him. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting a long time for that one, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> hey, value for money, he's got to be right up there, eh? Oh, yeah. For sure. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a big price tag. He wasn't. What a deal that was. Another one that Chelsea let go and Roma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, they're very much in the contention. Allison got his 100th clean sheet, Greg, joining a, a very elite crew at uh, Liverpool, including Bruce Grobelaar, Ray Clements, David James, 100 clean sheets, which surprised me. Oh, is that right, eh? Yeah. That is surprising. I didn't think you'd be there long enough for that. Yeah, exactly. Apparently he's uh, like Allison is one of the most the great teammates, just so quiet, just goes about his business. No drama whatsoever. And it's been, I think he's probably been the best goalkeeper in the Prem for what, the last three or four years? All, all, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's up there with Edison, obviously. De Gea, you can get some votes for him as well. But mm-hmm. I think for consistency, you don't see very many howlers or mistakes from Allison, do you? No, you don't. That's key. He's just a steady performer all the time, reliable. But he'll have a spell, just like the hair does. If you're there long enough, you, you will have those spells, and you have to fight through them. People doubt you, and it's just the nature of the job, nature of the position. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever would be a goalkeeper, eh, Craig? <laughs> I know. Why did I? Like, seriously. Uh, what's that pretty good for you? Yeah. that or lacrosse, right? So I think you made the right choice. Yeah, not like much money in lacrosse. Oh. <laughs> well, look at him. He's got a new apartment, better internet, or at least oh, connection. Oh, I just realized. Is this internet? No, oh, it's not? but no. still, it's, a, it's a better good. connection. And uh, he's got 17 cats. 
So life is pretty fulfilling for Craig Forrest. And let's not forget the size of his patio. Our boy will be golden this summer. Yes. Oh, yeah. He will not be pale. He will be golden. Yep. Uh, I had the tin foil out the other day. Cooking <laughs> 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 a hot dog. Oh, my God. I, I smell like a coconut. <laughs> Amazing. Life is good, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't go to Hawaii, bring Hawaii to you. <laughs> How's the view from your balcony? Not bad. Is it like other apartment buildings or can you see a little bit of a sky? Well, it looks north and west and south. Oh, Brampton. You can see Brampton. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Beautiful Brampton, where all the Canadian soccer players come from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look carefully, you might see the Hutchinsons. That's right. Um, Montreal, hey, they won. Hey, Vancouver won. Hey, TFC lost. Oh, man. Didn't we said all three would win, didn't we? I Came know. Close. Came close. A little parlay going there. Toronto right? FC were miles away from winning that game. Defending. Oh, boy. Oh. Not good, is it? Ah, they're in a bad spot, aren't they? Holy shit. Fans are, I mean... It wasn't a great atmosphere there. Well, did you read? Did you read any of the comments on Twitter? They want like the fans basically want to re- everyone fired, everyone, and including five out of the big names uh, on the on the roster. They said like restructure, restart, full blow up this team. So it's an interesting. I haven't seen in the you know years that TFC have been around. I haven't seen this much vitriol. Oh, there's been vitriol, though. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? But everything's about expectations, right? Yeah, yeah and exactly. Money, and so they built up. I mean, there's. It's kind of like you know, bloody big deal when Defoe came, and what a how that was average at best. This yeah. has been built up into Insigne uh, turning this team around. The signings have all been what we've seen. How special they could be. And what's problematic is what the product on the field has been subpar. That's the nicest way I can say it. Subpar is a good way to put it. Yeah. This is a team that's supposed to be contending for a deep run in the playoffs. I just don't know if Insignia is going to be their man. I just, I, I got a default feeling about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think he, I mean, look, even when he first came in, we all thought, oh, is he the guy that's going to make a, make a difference here for what they paid? It's, it's not looking good and promising, is it? They can, can thank Chiavenko for all the money they're getting because they're hoping that that, that lightning was in a bottle again. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. willing to pay for it, but it doesn't guarantee, no matter how much you're going to pay him, it doesn't guarantee you shit. You get that gut feeling, right, that maybe he'll tire of it. Oh, and he's Napoli are winning titles back oh, home. Oh, that goes but, down. Do you think he's? How do you think he felt about that? Honestly, devastated. Got it. Yeah. Wish he was there. Yeah. yeah. Probably affecting his play on the pitch, right? I would say, <laughs> because I you're not so. pra- you're not practicing the way you want to be practicing as a professional when you're feeling any at odds with where you are in a locale. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. you're looking over your shoulder. Grass is always greener, especially in miserable Toronto springtime, which we've had. Yeah, I think when you when you look at it, he'll be getting calls from his friends and family, from his old teammates, 
talking about the buzz around the city and places going mental, the winning Serie yeah. and it will be killing him. And all those he's here and it's not going well for him. So all those murals in in uh, Naples with Maradona, all the place, his picture would have been right next to him. But then you'll see his pace stub. And it'll soften the blow a little bit. A little bit. That doesn't help Toronto SC, though. No. 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 <laughs> I mean, they got the biggest wage bill in the league. Got to be. Yeah. Yeah. But as Aaron says, MLS can turn around in like three games. <laughs> and, and he's right. So. And there's injuries. I mean, in fairness, yeah. there's been some, some injury issues. But yeah, Montreal, but, uh, look at them. Amy Walsh must be happy. Turned it around. Yeah. Actually, Dub sent us a text here. What was it? Anything yeah. about that? And that was a team that couldn't even score a goal. Oh, crazy. Now look at them. Yeah. So, Vancouver. Open TFC can turn it around. If Vancouver um, I'm hoping. Big win for them. Not over you. You know, right Vancouver now, have done very well. I mean, even defensively, they haven't given up goals. They lost their first two games of the season. Didn't look good doing it. Then they went on a draw. I think they, won, they drew three in a row. Couldn't pick up a win, but overall, I think that they're unbeaten in the last eight games. I think this is Vancouver, in the, yeah, in, yeah, in the league. Well, they're so, seventh in the table right now in the West. You got to yeah. hand it to them because it, it didn't look good the first two games. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a long season for them," but they've done really, really well, and they haven't been in leaking goals, um, even though it was three-two win. But before that, they're only giving up at most a goal a game. So, I think they've given up less than a goal a game on average in their last eight games. So. That's always yeah. going to bode well for points. They, they've done very well with, with what they've got as well. And they don't have the budget to go out there and spend big mm-hmm. money on players. So you've got to give them credit. That's for sure. Playing York this Wednesday at York in the Voyagers Cup. Montreal tied with TFC on 12 points now, by the way. After all the fun we had with dubs about how, how terrible the season <laughs> was going. Yeah. Tied with TFC. <laughs> it's not fun now, is it? I saw a bet nope. the other day. It was uh, the top Canadian team to you know finish the best with the best regular season record, and I think Montreal was paying nearly seven to one. I don't think you'd get that now. Wow, were they really? Yeah. Huh? I mean, listen, it's still early though. It is an MLS. You guys know that. I mean, TFC Montreal. They're still just two points back of the playoff spots. It can change. <laughs> Like yeah, very quickly. And TFC, TFC would have been relegated last year if they were if there was actually relegation. So Bob Bradley's on fire. He is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, what managers would survive uh, that long? Not many uh, managers would survive. You got to think he's, he's in the hot seat, be- though. You got to think he's in the hot seat. Well, it's hard though when the the, it's, the Bradley family goes deep into that club. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to fire a Bradley when they run it. We make a package deal. Ooh, package firing. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> package firing. <laughs> bring, bring both Michael and uh, <laughs> Bob. And I think Jeff's left now, right? Jeff's no longer there, I believe. Was he the no, communications no, guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen, Mike, Mike, Michael's obviously hurt right now. He's obviously still a massive part of that team. So I don't think it'll be a package deal. But uh, they know the reality. They, they know the lay of the land. When, when Bob Bradley accepted that job, I'm sure he had a chat with his son and said, listen, this is what I want to do. Let's make it work. If it doesn't work, you know, you know the reality of professional sports. You mm-hmm. know? 
it could be a little bit awkward around Bill Manning's office for a while there. <laughs> well, <laughs> also MLSD, right? You've got, I mean, Sharm, sorry to bring this up, but you've got a whole hockey team that everyone wants the management fired. And in a way, they actually take away from the spotlight from what could be, you know, called as subpar on TFC side. This this playoff run by the Leafs. Sorry to talk about other sports on our podcast, but that's what we do. Dubas and Keith are like Dubas. 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 Sorry, he's. I thought he was French. He's such a Dubas guy. Anyways, <laughs> Dubas. Dubas. Anyways, you you can't get away from. How much people are they want them like sent out on an ice floor? No, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't fire Dubas. Right. I would just fire all the fucking players. Oh. Ooh. Their little tiny hearts. Heartless. He's calling them heartless people. Oh, well Jimmy, you I'm sure you watched the game last night. I think Craig may yeah. watch it too, actually. From from Well, I mean, game. I can't believe that the betting is is got Toronto favorite every single game. It's just making me fortunes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how, how can you not take Florida at like two points, you know, three to one? Like it's like no. it's it's just a good bet. I was texting people, I'm like, I just keep oh, Toronto kids keep going and keep because it's like they're favored every single game. Just because the, the Toronto fans pile so much money on them, right? That's why it's just, it's not true. I mean, anyone knows yeah, and watches That's exactly game, it's, why. It's not fair. Yeah, it's just, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll make some soccer hockey comparison at some point with this team because, I mean, the, the core players, the guys making all the money, they just shrink under the spotlight. That's what happens. And some players too, there's something this wrong is with Tottenham. that mix. Tottenham. May, maybe, but there's no Harry Kane. Wow. Well, Matthews is kind of your Harry Matthews Kane. Matthews and Marner. No, but, had but Kane doesn't shrink. Kane, I think, rises in these moments. I'm not seeing that this this great core of the Leafs just shrink when the games become really important. Oh, I see. Right now, yeah, you can say, "Well, they they beat the Lightning." Well, if you watch the Lightning series, they were outplayed in most of those games horribly. They got some bounces that went their way, um, and and they they do that in fairness. But they were outplayed by Tampa, and then this series had been outplayed. Um, mm. oh, well, I don't care about the scoring chances or all these, these deep stats. No, they've been outplayed by a team that wants it way more. And when the scoring gets tough and the checks get tighter, the guys making north of 10 million a year disappear. And it's inexcusable. Now I'm fucking Fish. angry. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. <laughs> to the CPL. Hey, there, now a bit of a smile on my face. Forge beat York 1-0. Um, by the way, do you see that save by Tristan Henry on, on D-Row? Oh, yeah, what a Unbelievable save. save. D-Row, by the way. Call him D-Row. This has got obviously Dwayne's uh, son. Yeah. Can we call him D-Row? Is it fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. call him D-Row J? D-Row Jr.? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think he's go with D-Row. I think he, right. he's allowed to inherit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacific beat Ottawa 4-1. Um, Ivan Salouf, the world... Well, Jimmy, you did this game, right? Yeah, what a, and you what made a, this call, Jimmy. Yeah. What a call this that game. was! Yeah, Ivan Salouf cuts yeah. through how many players was it? Five or six of the players? It was ridiculous. Ottawa's an absolute shambles right now. Oh, what happened? Uh, I think for me, look, they in the off season they lost quite a few players. The way that they played last year, they're trying to replicate it this year, but they don't have the players to do it. They're a team that wants to bunker in, sit back and get on the counter. But last year they had bags of pace up top with, with Sean Wright, 
Um, their wide players were fast, so they they caught a lot of teams on that counter. And they're trying to do it again this year, but they just they don't have the players. They can't do it. So, I mean, look, as a manager, you you have to adjust to what you have. And if you've got to change your formation and your tactics, you have to do it. And They're just – they are a shadow of themselves this season. Really are. And Pacific looked great. They were on fire, pressing well. And, oh, what a good side they were. Holy so credit to our, credit to our well. buddy James Merriman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Started off really well. Um, hey, uh, Vancouver had their home opener. Yeah, sold out. Good crowd, fantastic. Yeah, the, the pitches look brilliant. Yeah, and they mm. tied the cavalry. Um, TJ Tahid, right? Tahid is it? He yeah. pronounced his name. He's the youngest player ever to play in the CPL. Sixteen years old and change. Jeez. Uh, I mean, that I love seeing that though. That's why the CPL was constructed, right? If he's ready. He's good enough, right? Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. I wouldn't be against it being a U23 league, to be honest with you. Would that, do you think that would help the league as a whole? Well, I think it would help, it would help the national team. Yeah. I think. I actually think, I think League One should be the under 23 league mm. because Right now, you got older players that are playing in the league. They've got a lot of teams that are in it now, which is, for me, too many. But if that was an under-23 league, then you're going to start getting the, the top players playing. Because right now, they got guys that are 26, 27, playing in League One. You know, they're, they're finishing their job on the construction site, and they're going to train twice a week. Mm. So why? Why have that? That's, that's not benefiting anybody. But if it was under 23, now you got all the top young players playing against each other week in and week out. You're going to really develop players for that CPL. Mm-hmm. That's that's a smart idea, Jimmy. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Nate. Um, even though he had a rough, uh, did he play against Pacific? No, he didn't play. He's okay, injured. well, that's why he sent this out. He he just sent out his best wishes to me. So I just want to thank him for thinking of me. There you go. That's good nice. guy. Great yeah, guy. Great sweet guy. guy. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, very quickly, Charmaine Crooks, as expected, was, uh, I guess, re-elected, elected, maybe you want to call it, as Canada soccer president to finish the Nick Bontis. Um, absolutely no drama, hey, Charms? If you no drama the Bruce, there. No, none at all. No. The Bruce Arthur <laughs> article. Scathing. There's a lot to dig up there. Eh? We'll, we'll get to it in the next oh few God. weeks as we learn more, right? But... A lot of uh, accusations about Victor Montaliani having his fingers very much in the Canadian soccer pie. Um, a lot of accusations from both sides. This doesn't seem to be any closer to being fixed, does it? It seems to be a lot of animosity between various parties. Nobody seems to be liked by anybody or everybody, you know, and it's just that there's always something going on or something. I- but it's not just like Craig, it's respected. Like there's, yeah. there seems to be a lack of respect in that room or within those groups. Um, and that makes a huge difference. Uh, you don't have to like you, as you guys know, on a team, you don't have to like everybody, mm-hmm. you, but you do have to respect their, their, you know, their strategy, their intelligence, their approach. All those things have to line up. If you're going to say, hey, we're the biggest thing is they have to say we're proud to be part of Canada soccer. You can, 
when was the last time we've heard that? These people like hide away into the shadows when there's any controversy instead of, hey, I made that decision. I'm proud of that decision, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or like it, it's very odd to me how many people are on this in this group and have never said I'm proud to be associated with Canada soccer unless it had to do with going to the World Cup or yeah. going to the Olympics. It's right? just it's just so much drama, so much going on. And, mm-hmm. and now you hear people are talking that. Dino Rossi is trying to get in there and he wants to be the president now and and he's Nick Bontis's buddy and so they're all they're all talking that mm. the old brigades trying to still get in get involved and who knows it's it's a shambles at the moment isn't it it's just non-stop yeah well I mean listen it's Charmaine Crooks's job right now as president right that's that's for the next nine months or whatever it is yep so now she needs to speak up and, and make us all believers, right? Yeah. Bring people together, whether you like her or not, and, and you can accuse her of whatever she's done in the past and being too close to Nick Bontis and the old gen, whatever. She's in charge now as a president. Now it's up to her to fix this thing, right? I don't know if it's fixable under the current leadership. That's a problem because there seems there's a big divide between the certain factions. So, a hey, we'll see. We want to hear from her. Um, and let's see. Maybe we will. Maybe, Maybe we, we will. will. Yeah, and I'm not saying she won't, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, this they need to rebrand this thing 100%, right? And she's apparently the one in power to do it right now. So let's find out what happens in the next uh, few months. Um, Sharmas, I just want to read out our friend Carrie Ryan wrote a nice little thing on Twitter for uh, our Jimmy's birthday. It says, professional footballer, captain, coach, commentator, graduate of Joey Tribbiani's Smell of the Fart acting school and podcaster, (laughs) but mostly just a really great guy. Happiest of birthdays to you, Jimmy Brennan. So from all of us, Jimmy, from all of the Footy Prime supporters um, and anybody who is in your your galaxy, we all think of a huge amount of you, brother. So happy birthday. Thank you so much, everyone. Happy birthday. Have a good day, that. Jimmy. Enjoy it. And and sit back this afternoon, slap on Fubo TV Ooh. and watch the Premier League games. Fubo, I'll be watching my uh, boy today. Yeah. What's the you gotta make a uh, prediction? Forest, Southampton. Forest are winning. <laughs> Forest are winning today. Three points. There you go. Wow. So you heard Give us a score. Give us a score. <laughs> uh I want to say 2-0. Two, two mm. I got that. I like that. I like that. Craig's right on. Going to get into the sh- get into his bathtub, make his predictions on his phone <laughs> with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll leave my phone in the kitchen. Crawling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. toes. <laughs> Hey, make, make sure uh, you get, make sure you get your feet in the water. Hey, don't just wash your torso. <laughs> Craig's gonna die of electrocution trying to make toast in the bathtub. <laughs> from from the bathtub to the kitchen. Yeah, please don't do that, Joe. Uh, uh, Craig, let please. the thing do any lance at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, knocking the neighbor's door for a bowl of milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going long leg and toe. Uh, all right, that's pretty prime. We're back uh, some point later this week. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Keep buying newspapers. Oh, yeah. Keep buying newspapers. (laughs) 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.